Welcome to the Light Leaders Podcast, where I'll show you how to step into the light leader that you were born to be. If you're wanting to align with your soul purpose, activate your psychic abilities, and to create an impactful and abundant business, you're in the right place. My name is Athena Bailey, and I'm a trans channeler, a kinesiologist, and a business coach. And I'm here to remind you of the divinity you have within you the sole purpose that guides you through life, and how through your business, you can create the huge spiritual shift into 5D that we're all here for. In this podcast, you'll receive spiritual teachings for your business, manifestation techniques to quantum leap, channelings with energetic activations, and tried and tested business strategies specifically for spiritual entrepreneurs. If you're ready to kickstart your ascension and align with your higher self, let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Light Leaders. I'm super excited for today's episode because we are going to be doing something a little bit different. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my life as psychic, as a channeler, as someone who's been doing this from a young age. We've had a few questions from some listeners um, that I'll be answering as well about my life and I'm really going to go through, you know, the experiences I had as a child um, that shaped me to become this channeler and how I work now, what my life looks like being um, a psychic and a channeler and really the journey of how I came from being quite psychic to a very, very clear channel. So I want to kick us off today um, just by answering some questions that some of you have submitted Now, the first question we have is, can you predict the future? Do you? Um, This is funny, and it's such a good question, (laughs) because it's one I get a lot. So when it comes to the future, what we're really talking about is timelines, right? If you think about quantum physics, there's um, potentiality for every possible outcome. A great book to read more about this is Joe Dispenza, who I'm a big fan of his work. But essentially, we have all these potential timelines available to us and our future is aligned to the timeline we are in. So, for example, if you had made a decision today, okay, I'm going to focus on manifesting my soulmate within the year. Suddenly you've made that decision and you've lined up with a certain timeline. Now, let's say you change that and you went, nope, I'm going to be single for the next year. And you made that decision. Now, suddenly you're on a different timeline. And so every single decision, action, behavior we make lines us up with a slightly different timeline. Um, And there are, well, I want to say there are millions of different types of timelines available. And so what psychics are doing when they kind of tune into your future is they're tuning into the timeline that you're currently matched with. Now, if you make a decision, that can change. And that's why I'm not a big fan of the future, uh, like predicting the future, because what my guides do when someone asks, oh, is this going to happen with me? They show me the potential timelines and they say, okay, well, if you do this, this is going to happen. Or if they, for example, someone's, if someone says to me, will I become successful in my business? Their guides will show me their potential timelines for that. And they'll see, they'll show me, okay, it's really important for them to pursue an online presence and writing a blog. Cause that's going to be a match for them having that future potential. 
And so it's like nothing is set in stone and we can create anything we want and our guides show us, okay, this is the timeline that is actually matched for that. So when it comes to predicting the future, there are things that I've always felt and kind of always had a knowing of within my body. And I think a lot of people have that where you just know something is going to happen to you in the future. With predicting the future, I don't do it often. Um, it's not something that I enjoy doing. I like the surprise of life I should say but if I am wanting to know like let's say there's a business agreement or a business contract and I want to kind of tune in um, and see how it's going to go and where it's going to go I would tune into the timeline where I've made the decision to go with that and I would tune into the energy of it and see how that feels how that looks and if I'm happy with that and it'll give me a kind of understanding of if I make this decision what will follow um, and so that's the only way I would kind of be doing it because our future it's changing at every moment with every decision every thought every behavior that we make um okay so the next question we have have you ever gotten a reading wrong so this is an interesting question because as a channeler i work a i work quite differently from a psychic that you might see at a fair or on a hotline right because that psychic is reading off of your energy so they're reading off of you right now and for example if you're asking about your relationship oftentimes they'll be reading your um partner's energy your energy and the energy between you two and so that's why so many people get like these inaccurate readings because suddenly one of you makes a decision and it completely changes everything and then the reading won't show up the way that it was told to so it's always like reading your current energy the thing that we do with channelers is we bypass that we bypass your energy your energy is not so much like it's not really a factor right um we transcend that and we go straight to your spiritual team so we're actually talking to your higher self to your guides and they're always giving guidance so I've never had negative feedback um in a session or someone say oh no that didn't resonate at all um I have had people be surprised um by stuff that came out and then it ended up happening in that way but generally because we're working with guides um I'm not so much doing reading I'm talking to their guides and their guides are giving me direct information that's going to be helpful the way that I work is I really like to focus on what a person actually wants and most people, what they want is to manifest their sole purpose, to be abundant, to be happy, to be healthy, and to be in a loving relationship. That's the truth for most people. And so when I'm working with someone, it's finding what is their highest priority that they want to bring into their life, what do we need to heal to get there, and what do we actually need to do to get there. And that's the work that I'm doing with their guides. And, and it's not so much saying, like, this is what's going to happen to you. It's, well, what do you want to happen to you and how can we get that for you? So it's slightly different dynamic to a psychic that you might be used to working with. Um, so I've just got a question about relationships and knowing if a relationship or not has a future. How does that work? So this is a good question. Um, so when I was, I'd say about 20, I made a very clear um 
decision that I wasn't going to kind of tune into the future timelines of relationships because it kind of sucked the fun out of being human, right? And knowing, oh, okay, this is what's going to happen. We're going to have this experience and that thing. I just kind of wanted to enjoy a relationship and have that human experience because I enjoy being a human, having a human experience in this lifetime. And it's not so fun when you know exactly what's going to happen. There was um, a relationship that I was in that I knew wasn't right. I knew it didn't have a future, but I did stay in it. And the reason why I stayed in it was because I was told like right now, this is the right relationship for you. There are soul lessons for you both to learn from this relationship. And so I think a lot of people are in that state where they know that a relationship isn't quite right or maybe the future isn't there for them, but they understand that there is something that they have to learn from this person. And once a soul lesson is fully integrated, suddenly that contract is closed and you both become these free beings and you get to decide, do I want to continue or not? Otherwise, what ends up happening is it's really hard to close that cycle and you end up being drawn to each other. And it's because there's a lesson there. So if you are stuck in a relationship you're not happy in, it's really important to ask, what do I actually need to learn from this? And it's going to kind of give you clarity on why you're here in this relationship. And if you are wanting to shift out of it, but you're finding it very hard to, um, then it's actually learning and integrating in that. So in that relationship, um, I stayed in it until I got very clear guidance. Okay, this relationship is no longer right for you. And I really felt that in my body. And up until then, like it was good and we were both happy, but that we were just learning from each other. Our souls had a contract to learn and grow from um, each other. And some people might say, oh, that's really dark, like being with someone and knowing you're not going to be with them in the future. But it's not like it's it's understanding that there are different types of relationships and some are well, most relationships are not lifetime relationships. Most relationships are they have a purpose, whether it's to learn, whether it's to amplify each other's soul purposes, whether it is to create a family together. Um, and it's just having that awareness when you're in that relationship. So the next question we have is the difference between spirit and God, or what are these words? So I do say spirit a lot. I use the word spirit. When I'm talking about spirit, I am talking about all the guides, the beings we have that support us in 5D and beyond. So it's working in the unseen realms, the ether. And that's where, you know, you would have your galactic guides, you would have angels, you would have your spirit, spiritual team, spirit guides. And when I'm talking about spirit, being spirit-led, it's being led by these spiritual support team that love you and care for you. When I refer to God, I refer to God. Um, you know, I've also uh, refer to God as source. I've done that before too, but I do prefer just, um, oh, and I also use creator. So I kind of use creator, source, God interchangeably, but I see God, creator, source quite different from spirit. Um, spirit being the all the spiritual team and support team we have and God being the creator, um, being the source of all love and light and creation. The next question that we have is, can you read people's thoughts? Um, this is a really good question. Um, 
it has happened I'm not gonna lie I can read thoughts very um, intensely um, when someone has a really intense thought and they're quite psychically strong and they're like directing it my way I can usually pick it up I'm really good at um, knowing people's intentions I'm very good at knowing who's um, who has good intentions for me bad intentions for me someone has an agenda I can pretty much pick it up um, straight away um, lying in relationships it just it doesn't work because it's very obvious when people lie their energy changes right because when you lie you are saying something that's not actually true right you're speaking out of truth and what happens is every time you lie you weaken your energy and you weaken your throat chakra now we live in a culture where lying is really accepted right like even if you walk into a store someone says how are you and you say yeah i'm i'm good even though you're having a horrible shit day that's a lie and it's an accepted lie like you're not going to go in there and say oh my god i'm having the worst day this happened to me because that's not the culture we live in we live in a culture where lying is not only accepted it's the norm and it's encouraged and so what happens is whenever we lie our energy shifts it weakens and it's actually really poor for our throat chakra so when someone is lying to me it's pretty obvious just because the energy um, changes in their body and in their dynamics so whilst I wouldn't like if I'm sitting with someone the closer I have the relationship with them the easier it is for me to um, see what's going on whilst I wouldn't like be getting you know their thoughts and exactly what they're thinking if they were to turn around and say something to me that wasn't true I'd be able to feel it um, and if there there have been times like when I was I think I was 16 and I had a boyfriend at the time who cheated on me and um, I just kind of I remember after it I had no idea that it had happened but I just ha kept having these repeated dreams of it happening and I just had this strong intuition that oh something wasn't quite right and I always get shown things that I need to know in my dreams um, and that that's how I did find out so whilst I don't read like people's thoughts if someone is has some kind of agenda or has done something that's really I need to know about my guides um, will usually let me know um, and I always follow like my intuition when it comes to people whether it's hiring or meeting new people friendships I will always trust my gut above everything if my intuition says this person is an awesome person I will be like great and if my gut says nope don't be around this person then I won't then I will steer clear of them um, do people judge you when they find out what you do you'd be surprised but it actually re rarely happens um, and I kind of live in a bubble like <laughs> where pretty much everyone around me in my life um, believes in what I do does it for themselves in some way or another and so it's very rare that I actually meet someone who judges me I think it's been years since I have when was the last time um gosh no I can't remember people are so like when they start on their psychic channeling journey they're so concerned of what people are going to think about them but the truth is most people when they find out what I do they get excited they want to know more about it um and a lot of people they're like oh really like I want to learn more about that um, so it's really not as negative as you're playing up and you know the only place where maybe people have a hard time with that is with family 
And when I first started, I'm very lucky. My family is very psychic, very intuitive as well. Um, and when I started on this journey, they, you know, they came to my Reiki classes and they wanted to learn more and they wanted to get readings with me. So um, I'm very lucky to have a family that's very supportive and interested in what I do. Um, but at the same time, like you've got to follow your truth, regardless of what anyone thinks of you. Um, and at the end of the day, if somebody needs to know about what you do, they will be drawn to you and they will meet you. And um, you're only going to have those negative experiences of people judging you as long as you're worried about people judging you. I literally like don't care what people think of me. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why I've never had like well, not never, but, you know, in the last five years, I've never had someone judge me or say anything rude. Um, I've got a question about seeing ghosts or negative beings. Um, so I, you know, I'm still a person. I don't like the idea of seeing ghosts or negative entities. It's not a pleasant experience, I don't think, for anyone. It's very different um, visually because it's quite intense and it's quite intrusive. So... Um, what I do rather than like seeing them, I have like a bit of a filter on my third eye where I choose not to see anything kind of negative or anything that will kind of scare me, you know, um, because it's quite unnecessary just to be hanging out at home and then suddenly, ooh, you see someone walking past. It's not really fun. Um, but... I do see positive beings and when I have, uh, when there's a negative being or a lost soul around, what happens is I actually feel it. And my, I've trained my body, I've worked with my body to be very responsive. So I know immediately like my body, my body's kind of like a pendulum, it's so sensitive. And I immediately have a physical reaction, I feel it energetically and I immediately know, ooh, there's an energy that's not right here. Um, and I can see it on other people straight away. Like if, you know, my partner's had a bad day, he comes home and I can see that there's something attached to him, I will see it immediately um, and clear it for him very quickly because they're not fun to have attached to you. Um, I have had experiences with ghosts and negative entities actually quite a lot. <laughs> I should probably do a podcast episode on that um, itself because there is literally so many, uh, so many experiences I've had with that. Um, so hopefully that gave you a bit of clarity about the type of, um, you know, answering some of those questions for you. What I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna actually talk to you a little bit about my journey, my life, you know, how it all started for me because many of you know that I was very intuitive growing up, that I got into this work really young. And I feel that I do have quite a unique story and I do feel that it can help people to know you know, I didn't start off channeling the way I do now. That was a decision and a conscious decision I made to become the way I am today. And I worked on it. So I was pretty much always into the metaphysical. Like as long as I can remember, I remember um, being fascinated by alternative medicine, by astrology, by psychics for since I was a child. Like my mom used to go to a reflexologist when I was, and I was, I would have been around eight. And I remember I would go with my mom to these sessions, watch her, and I would draw down the entire meridian chart and what each point was related to. 
And then I walk around with this chart and just try to give reflexology to everyone in my family. Um, I would read all my mom's astrology books, which were by Athena style woman, <laughs> which I got called as, um, as a child occasionally. And I think it's an awesome name, Athena style woman. Um, I would totally, totally use that one if it wasn't already in use. Um, and I would just, I just remember always in bookstores going to the metaphysical section. The library was kind of like my safe haven for that. I remember when I was 12, I would go to the library. I would, um, I was, I read so much as a child. I'm a speed reader and I would just devour books. Um, and when I would go to the library, I would always go to like the spiritual, metaphysical, esoteric sections. I would read books about Wicca um, from Alice Bailey, David Icke. I just, I couldn't get enough. And it was just like, I always had this deep call for spirituality and metaphysics. And I couldn't really understand it, but I just felt this like cord pulling me towards it. Um, I remember even at school, they once, because I went to a Catholic school, they offered spirituality classes. And I just remember the word spirituality. I was like, I feel really drawn to check that out. And then I went and they started talking about, you know, Jesus and Bible stories. And I said, mm, this isn't quite it. But it's just even that word, like really pulled me deep to it. Now I was always very intuitive as a child, very sensitive as well. And I had like an overwhelming gut feeling. That was like the predominant psychic sense I had growing up. I always knew when something was right, when something would happen, but I also knew when something bad would happen. And I actually really didn't like having that ability. Um, as a child, I would get like this overwhelming weight and pressure in my gut. I would get this overwhelming pressure, this weight in my gut that would essentially mean something bad was going to happen. And I hated it because it would be so intense that sometimes I couldn't actually like even um, like play, you know, it actually made me stop in my tracks. And I remember once swing basketball and I actually had to stop and sit down just because this feeling something bad was going to happen was so intense. And I just remember like sitting there thinking, this is so shit. I don't like this um, because I literally just sat there waiting for something bad to happen. And it did happen. But after that, I like I remember saying to my guides, my spiritual, because I believed in my guides and angels for all my life. I remember saying, mm, I don't like that. Please stop it. And I never had it after that. And that's something to note. You know, you're in control of your of your psychic abilities. You can turn them off if you are not enjoying them. Um, and for me, it really opened up at around age 15. That's when everything just went like the channel opened. I mean, up until that age, I was still reading it, researching it. I had the pool, but at 15, that's when stuff went really full on. That was when I first started astral projection, seeing angels, talking with my guides. Um, at that point, I was meditating every single day. I was watching spiritual um, videos online. I was reading every spiritual book and I really got deep into it. And I was like, I was obsessed. I'm still obsessed, right? Because that's that's me. This is my, my thing, right? Um, and so I was just reading, digesting things. I would read David Icke, um, Doreen Virtue I loved. All, um, I was working a lot with angel beings. 
um, I was going to, um, what are they called? They're kind of like uh, decrees, that's it. They're kind of like mantras, um, and I was doing those every single day. I was doing the pillar of light, which was shown to me by my grandma, and bringing in light into my body. And this was pretty much age 15, 16, 17. I was doing this fully. At that time as well, I had my first negative entity. Um, I think I was around 16 at that time. And we had gone to a party with my friends and I had always just like never done a Ouija board. I just felt like it was so bad. I couldn't, I didn't know why. I just had like a strong resistance to it. And I was 16 and I guess I was just, you know, <laughs> thoughtless um 16 year old typical 16 year old and we were like yep let's do a ouija board and we had quite a like a freaky experience with it and then we stopped but after that um i had a negative entity attachment and it was it's pretty full-on for me um that was like the first tangible spiritual experience for me because before I had been doing lots of energy work on myself, working with my chakra, I was just drawn to it. But all of a sudden I had something that I was like, whoa, this definitely isn't coming from me. And so it was like a tangible validation. It wasn't a positive validation. Like it was pretty bad, but part of me was also super fascinated by it. And so, you know, I I didn't know how to clear it. I would have cleared it if I did. And there became a time when I was really trying hard to clear it, but I just couldn't shift it. And um, this entity, because I was just fascinated by it, it, like it had a lot of energy and it was draining me pretty horrifically and I remember there was a period of like three months where I just I couldn't sleep like I was sleeping with the light on um every time I would try and fall asleep it would actually push me or actually lift up my head or my arms or my legs which is a really terrifying experience if you've ever had it done um and that would just wake me and then scare me and then I couldn't sleep and I remember my boyfriend at the time you know when he would sleep over and he'd feel like something pushed me into him and he'd be like what the hell Athena and I was like I told you like I'm not making this shit up um but it was really horribly overwhelming and it there were like after a couple of months, I was like, fuck, I can't live with this anymore. And I started researching every way I could to try and shift it because, you know, now as an adult, it's really clearly clear. Um, it's really easy for me to clear negative entities. It takes like five seconds. I'm very good at it. I know how to do it. But at that age, I had no knowledge of it. And so I went around to different psychics, healers, and even looking back, like I'm so confused as to why it was so hard for people to clear and why they couldn't do it and all the weird methods they used. Um, and I didn't really find anyone who could do it. And part of it be was because like I, it was a training for me, right? I had a training to clear it. But it was really hard because I was in high school and I was just like reading, researching about this, not sleeping. Um, and eventually, like I found myself just crying and praying for it to be removed. Um, I began to do the pillar of light daily, doing decrees, raising my uh, my vibration, focusing on that more than anything else. And over time, the attacks got less and less. And within a couple months, it was gone and I didn't have any issues. It was during this time as well I saw my first angel because most of the time as clairvoyance, we see things um, 
through our third eye. So it's kind of like we're perceiving in there, but it's not really here in front of you like you would see a person in front of you. Um, and I had my first experience of that, like seeing them in front of you with an angel. And it was very beautiful. It was just like this um, beautiful, blinding, <laughs> very bright light um, in front of me. I saw one of my guardian angels and that was a beautiful experience for me. And it was, again, that tangible validation, which I think for anyone on their psychic journey, is really, really valuable. Um, I had another tangible validation that, like, for me, that was it. Um, when I was, I think I was about 19, and that was when I was consciously really starting to communicate with my guides and angels and starting to get into it a lot deeper. And I remember lying in my bed, practicing, like, speaking to my guides, my angels, and I still hadn't, like, really discerned what voice was what. And I asked, okay, Angel, what's your name? I said, okay, guardian angel, like, what's your name? And I got the name Angelo. And I just said, oh my God, like, oh, I'm actually like making this up. Um, there's no way like this is real. Angelo, angel, whatever. Um, I got up and it was the next day we went to my body spirit festival here in Sydney, you might know it. And there was a reader there and he was pulling cards and he pulled out a card for me and he said, Ah, you have a new angel working with you. His name is Angelo. And oh my God. <laughs> oh, wow. That was such a shock for me. And I was like, oh my God. Like the angel was talking to me and I didn't know. And I was like, that's it. Like I didn't question it after. I just trusted it and I went deeper into it. And that really kicked it off like massively for me. So 16 to 18 was, I was meditating a ton. I was astral projecting. Um, I was dealing with a negative entity. I was studying metaphysics. And then at 18, I left Sydney and I went to spend time with my family in France and Czech Republic. Over there, um, I learned Reiki, which my aunt and grandma were already doing. And they said, you know, you'd love it. Um, it's right up your alley. And that was my first real um, tangible experience, feeling and sensing energy and giving healings. And I love the classes. I found them so fascinating. Um, it was really, really helpful to me at the time for raising my vibration as well, which was a massive thing for me to get out of those, all those negative attachments that I did have um, when I was a teenager. So I came back to Sydney after that and I didn't really know what to do with myself. I knew that I was very like intuitive. Um, I was drawn to spirituality and um, I knew I wanted to help people. And I thought, mm, what did Doreen Virtue do? oh, she, she became a psychologist. And I was like, okay, so I'll just be like a psychic psychologist, like on the down low, people will come to me for psychology and I'll just talk to their guides, you know, because <laughs> I wasn't kind of in that whole world and it seemed like way too much just to be a psychic out and about. So I did study psychology for a few years. Um, I never ended up finishing the degree. And it was I think it was at 20 um, that I did my Reiki 3 and my Reiki Master. And I remember driving home from my Reiki Mastership and just thinking, like, I want to do this work. Like, I want to be a healer and help people through energy medicine. And that was when I first decided to be a practitioner. And I started pursuing that path and healing people, seeing people. 
Becoming a practitioner was one of the best things for me because it was in these sessions I realized just how psychic I was because in every session, like I was channeling for people the whole time. I could see their guides. They were talking to me. They were telling me what to do in that session. And eventually people were coming to me just purely um, to channel for them, not even for the healings. Um, and I had... I had a desire, I knew that I wanted to become a teacher of Reiki as well, but I was kind of waiting for the confirmation from my spiritual team or a sign that it was the right time. And I remember um, I actually was sitting down and I had an email from someone saying, hey, I want to come to one of your classes. And I was like, my instinct was, my first instinct was to reply and say, well, I'm actually not doing any classes at the moment and recommend them to someone else. But I felt my intuition say, no, wait, stop take a moment. And I said, okay, okay, angels, if I'm supposed to be teaching Reiki, like if that's supposed to start, send me a clear sign, um, you know, send me someone else. The next day, and mind you, I'd never gotten emails before about teaching. The next day I got another email from someone saying, hey, I want to come to your class. And I was like, okay, that's it. Like I'm going to start teaching. And that's what I mean, like being spirit led, it's not like complicated. It's literally just waiting for a clear sign, asking for a sign and following the divine guidance. And I remember thinking, mm, okay, well, that's nice. I'm supposed to teach, but where am I supposed to teach? And I got um, a clear name in my head and it was a friend of mine who um, we're still very good friends with today seven years later and she had just opened up a spiritual center i didn't know i just got her name so i looked her up on facebook i saw she had the spiritual center so i asked to come meet her asked to teach classes she said oh i literally just opened this up a week ago and we that's what started a beautiful friendship um you know and our even our partners now they they run events together and we taught at that center together and separately for uh, many years and so I started to um, teach there and that was beautiful for me. The first time I taught a class, I thought this is the thing. This is the thing I want to do for the rest of my life. I know this is my thing, right? I just felt it. And I felt like up until then, I think I was like 20, 20. Yeah, I'd say I was 20 with the first class I taught. Um, and I just remember going, this is the thing that I'm here for. I'm here to teach on spirituality um, and energy medicine. Like, this is this is it for me. And during that time, I was going deep into working with my guides, channeling. Um, I was really fascinated with galactic guides, starseed. And I was just going really deep into that. I was working a lot with my serious connection, um, the Pleiadian beings, and I was channeling quite, um, quite a bit at that time. And it was when I first started to teach channeling um, as well, and actually started Channeling Spirit Academy, which has evolved so much um, since when we first started to run it. Um, it's very intensive now and covers a lot of subjects. And when it was first taught, it was quite short. I didn't go into as much detail as we do now. Um, and there was an, I remember I had an instant where, um, one night I was woken up and I saw a being in the center of my room and it kind of freaked me out, to be honest. I mean, you know, you wake up, someone's in your room and you're like, huh, what? <laughs> um, and it freaked me out a bit. 
And so I called in my angels and I said, oh, angels, is this like being of the light? Is it fine for me to talk to them? And they were like, yes, yes, go on. And I was like, no, it's, it, this is too freaky. I'm going back to sleep. Um, and I woke up and I just kept hearing the name Ashtar, Ashtar, Ashtar in my head. And I was like, what? Ashtar? So I Googled it and I saw like who this guide Ashtar was. And I was like, what? Like, this is an actual being. Like, I'm not making this up. And so since then, I've been working with Ashtar very closely. Um, you know, he's he, he is really like my main guide. Um, I channel him a lot, almost daily. He's the one that came through and told me to do quantum activation, told me how to do it. Um, he's very supportive of my business and always gives me guidance to do it. But that was actually one of the ways that I met uh, my guides. He really wanted to <laughs> communicate with me. Um, and at this time, I was running a pretty successful business in person, running a lot of meditations, courses, classes, and I loved business. Like, I know I meet people who, you know, they love spirituality, but they're like, oh, I don't like the business side of it, but I know I have to get good of it. But I was the opposite. I loved it. I was like, wow, there's a way for me to be creative and express myself and do what I love and be paid for it on my own terms. And it's just fascinated me um, and I was really really drawn to it, which I'm grateful for because it helps to actually enjoy it and so I studied business like crazy and the great thing was I was experimenting on my own business um, and using the strategies techniques I learned to grow it in person um, and then also working with spirit and healing to like you know clear my money blocks shift any um, self-sabotage work on my mindset take guidance from spirit and this all started to build quite a successful business online as well and we did end up moving everything online and it's funny because I was told to do this by my guides I remember it was right before COVID hit I had I was about 80% online at the moment like I was the only thing I was doing was teaching Reiki because I don't believe that that's something that should be taught online um, and the only thing I was doing was Reiki and I was enjoying it um, but I remember my guides told me okay Athena like that's it like you're not gonna teach Reiki from now on like go online and I was like what okay like forever and they were like no but just for now go online fully and I remember I received this in a Reiki class and I was like shit okay but I trust my guides I don't question them and so I did I moved fully online and then two months later we were in lockdown and I was like oh thanks guys thanks for preparing me um so um, it's like just trusting that even when it doesn't make sense, because at the time I was like, that's really shit. Like, I love this. This is a stream of income. And I actually remember talking to my partner about it and being like, I don't really want to, but uh, it's a stream of income. But I trust them. And so I did do it. And I'm grateful I did. And it's always like that. I'm always like, oh, gosh, I should have listened to their guidance the, for the times that I didn't. Um, and so at this time, we were running massive Channeling Spirit Academy, like online courses I was doing um I was supporting business clients as well so clients who were spiritual practitioners supporting them in growing their online business and I loved it and for me channeling was like such a strong part of that every offering that I did it was just channeled and I would be told this is how many people would sign up this is what you have to do this is for how long this is the price um and channeling I channeled the quantum activation that was a course that I never even intended on creating but I was told very clearly in a channeling you need to create this um the entire content was channeled and 
it sold out so fast, like literally within a day, and that's a massive confirmation. And it still is. It's like I would say it is the most after Channeling Spirit Academy, it's the most popular program um, that I have. And that's like, you know, it came from my guides. Um, and I nowadays, I channel every single day. It's just a part of my life. I try and like check in in the mornings with my guides. Is there anything I need to do and do healing and manifestation work? That's kind of like a non-negotiable for my life. I have to do that, especially for me to do the work I do. If I'm interacting with someone, I will definitely get like downloads about them. I will be aware of what's going on in their energy field. Um, my psychic senses are pretty much always on, but I tend to dial them down when I'm around um, in big groups of people because it can be quite overwhelming and it's very normal for us to wake up in the middle of the night with beings being there. Um, everything in my life is thanks to channeling. Like I can honestly say I wouldn't be where I am today if I wasn't a channeler from um, my work, my clients, my home, my partner. Everything is through channeling right so obviously like my work you know you've heard about um you know and money as well that all came through channeled but my partner that also came through um because of my because of my guides um i had met my partner at a channeling event yeah he came to a channeling course but he came with a girl and so you know and he's a significant he's 21 years older than me so there was no kind of interest from me I wasn't interested at the time I was in a relationship I didn't even think about him as a potential like romantic um person of interest and and on top of that he came in with a girl and it was a few months later I had broken up with my now ex and he messaged me on Facebook saying hey do you want to meet up for coffee and I have <laughs> in my mind I was going oh gosh, here's like a student or a client who wants to meet up with me and they're like the whole entire time I'm going to be like coaching them, giving them free psychic guidance and it's very draining for me and if you are a practitioner, you'll know what that's like because the dynamic when someone has been a student or a client is that it's very hard to afterwards form um, an equal exchange relationship. It can be done, it has been done definitely, like I'm living proof of that but it can be challenging, especially at first. And so in my mind, I'm going, he, he, this is just him asking for like a free session with me because he literally said in there, I want to talk about like twin flames. And I was like, and, like I'm not going to go out and have coffee with you and meet up for like a free reading. So I politely declined um, and I went about my day. And then in the evening, I was at some, gosh, where was I? At some festival event and there was lots of dancing we were around a fire it was outside and I just remember like getting clearly from my guys my guys were like Athena you have to meet up with him Athena go meet up with him and I was like oh really okay like if you say so <laughs> I was quite surprised but I trust my guides and when they said go meet up with him I said okay <laughs> we did we met up the next day um, we had coffee together and we just clicked and we kept on talking and then we ended up going to the beach and you know the rest is history um, but I would have never met up with him if my guides hadn't tell told me to right and it's the same with our home like we manifested the most beautiful house um, within our budget and it was totally 
it was totally guided. We decided we wanted to move into a home together and we wrote out exactly what we wanted the house to be like, which is the house we have now. We wrote it down in a list and then we channeled on it every single day and we were told by our guides, okay, this is what you're gonna do to manifest it. So we did exactly that. And when we rocked up to the home and we saw it, we were like, this is it, like this is one. And we fell in love with it. And it was so funny because, you know, everyone was lined up outside to see it. There were a whole bunch of people. And um, the real estate couldn't get inside. Like she actually couldn't open up the door. And she was like, oh, sorry, everyone. Like the key's not working, go home. And Daryl was like, okay, like give me the key. I'll." I'll do it. And he took the key off her. He went to the lock and he opened it. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is our house. <laughs> I just knew it in that instant. Um, and we saw it and we were like, yep. And um, we weren't even like the first to apply, but we got it and it was like perfect. And I love this home so much. It's like everything in my life, you know, I've used all of these things. Like I was focused on manifesting, but it was a guidance that told me one, how to manifest it. And when it showed up and I wasn't even aware that, oh, he's like, that's who it is. I wouldn't have known to meet up with him unless my guides told me. And so channeling, it's just opened up these doors for me. And when I, like when me and my partner first started um, dating, he, he was very fascinated by channeling. He loved it. And so we would trans channel a lot, literally like two to three times a week. And it was great for me because I really got to like go into my work deeper and we would get so much amazing guidance, instruction, activations, healings. And he loved it. He was like, we're the new Esther and Abraham, um, Esther and Jerry Hicks. <laughs> um, and we really like that was when I was just trans channeling like crazy, you know, sometimes for two hours at a time, multiple times a week. And nowadays we still trans channel, um, not as often, but we do trans channel quite a bit still. And especially when we're kind of stuck or we need guidance, we need help. Um, I'm channeling like our energies, clearing things, any decisions I make, they're all always channeled. There was a time in my life where I really couldn't fathom having the life I am I have now like I remember I think I was around 18 and I just remember going god I wish I could be more psychic god I like wish I could talk to my guides and literally having that just like prayer in my body like oh, I really want that and so when I say like anyone can channel and work on it and create it anyone can like I mean it I know the journey um I know the journey of it and now like I've taught hundreds of people how to channel many who have gone on to create amazing channeling businesses of their own and I've seen how life-changing it has been for those people to be able to channel it's changed my life and it's a gift for me to be able to share it with others and that's that's my that's my work here it's my sole purpose i was shown very clearly in this like wow vivid dream so vivid um where i like the world was in crisis and i had a walkie-talkie and i was talking to the divine and my job was to distribute these walkie-talkies to everyone um to help them connect to the divine as well and i know that's that's what i'm here to do and i'm so passionate about sharing it with the world and opening up these channels to everyone for the divine because i believe like this is how we're supposed to live i believe that 
And when we want to manifest something, the divine wants to help us. When we want to heal something, our guides want to help us. When we need clarity, like it's there for us, it's available for us so we can live peaceful, joyful, abundant lives. Like I can't remember the last time I stressed about not knowing what to do. Like, I just, I don't have that. I haven't had that for years. And when I see people, like, who are like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's right for me. I'm like, huh? Like, why don't you just ask? Like, it's kind of odd to me because I live in alignment with my guides, my spiritual team, the divine, my intuition so much that it all just kind of flows. And that's how I believe, like, you know, we, we can all be living where we're just in flow, we're receiving divine guidance, and we know what's right for us. And I deeply believe that light workers, star seeds, that's how we're supposed to be living at this time. Um, and I, I do teach this. I teach in a channeling spirit academy, which if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've heard. Um, you've heard about that, you know, it's my pride and my joy. <laughs> Um, so that's my story, my, (laughs) some good background information on me and my psychic journey. It's been pretty wild, um, but I love where I am now. I feel so blessed to be able to do the work that I do and to know that it's what I've been put here to do. Um, and I love sharing it with the world. I really, really do. I love seeing the changes and way it changes other people's lives as well. So... (sighs) If you are interested in learning it too, you know where to find me. (gasps) Thanks so much for joining in this episode today. I've spoken about it a lot. You've heard it mentioned a lot, Channeling Spirit Academy inside of this podcast episode. And we're actually starting in a couple of weeks. Channeling Spirit Academy is the signature channeling course. I've been running it for many years. I have taken hundreds of students in through this program who are now channeling. They have their own business. They're running sessions. And as you've heard from some of them today, now in Channeling Spirit Academy, you know, it is a practitioner and um, certification training. You're going to learn to directly channel your guides, your angels, your higher self, light language. You know, it's this three-month intensive program and it's not just like videos where you're gonna kind of learn stuff you know you get energy healings practice sessions coaching calls um support group as well as all the modules that will be released so it's this high touch support and inside of this course you're going to learn how to not only channel but also how to trans channel because if you know me you'll know that's one of my sole gifts that i work with a lot in this lifetime You'll learn to light language channel. You'll learn to automatic write. You'll learn how to actually hold channeling sessions, how to create safe and sacred spaces when you're channeling. You'll learn to work in the different dimensions and how to receive psychic information. We'll be working with crystals to channel, how to actually activate, cleanse, clear crystals, grid crystals. You'll learn how to work with your spirit guides, your angels, ascended masters, your ancestors, and actually clearing your ancestral lineage. You'll learn to work with your higher self. You'll learn to make crystal elixirs. You'll learn to work in the 5D. You're going to learn to work with the land spirits, channeling nature spirits, star beings. Most of all, once you've gotten into the space where you're channeling and you're tapped in and you're tuned in, we're going to help you actually see clients from it. So how to run channeling session, how to grow your channeling spirit, uh, how to grow your channeling business. Now, 
that's just about the theoretical. But as we know, channeling is not a theoretical thing, right? It's an energetic process. And so throughout the program, you're going to be receiving almost every single week some sort of energy healing or activation, right? There's a lot of energy work that goes down in this program, you know, from 5D blueprint activation to light language activations to past life contract clearings to Archangel Metatron healings to DNA activations. There's just so many. You can read about them on the actual sales page um, to actually go into it and read more about it. And one of the things that I hear a lot is people asking, okay, well, you know, there are a lot of like psychic courses out there, a lot of channeling courses. Like, what is it that actually makes this course so powerful and have the results that you've just heard in the episode today? Well, to be honest, there is actually three things that really make this course so potent and powerful. Well, firstly, this course takes you through my signature Ray method, which has helped hundreds of light workers to channel. You're actually taken through the system in the first month of the program, so you can learn how to shift your energy, access the quantum realm, connect to higher dimensions, protect, clear, and expand your energetic capacity to receive divine information. If you've ever just kind of closed your eyes um, and gone, okay, I want to receive something, go on guides, tell me something and you're not getting results, well, that's probably why you actually need a system. You need to be energetically able to open, activate, and move into the quantum to begin to receive information from them. So I take you through that method in Channeling Spirit Academy. The second part is we do energy activations. Most people have really dormant higher chakra and energy systems. We work on activating your higher energy systems, your soul gifts. So accessing higher frequencies and energies is so much easier. You usually need to expand your energy to receive. And we do this by activating your energy system. And the third part is energy healing. Many of us have wounds, traumas, fears, limiting beliefs that block our key psychic centers. In Channeling Spirit Academy, we support you to clear any blocks, fears, past life, and this life wounds that are stopping you from accessing your psychic abilities. But with all that coming through in three months, it's like you're not doing this alone. It's not a DIY, figure it out type of program. This is high touch support. You're going to have me, you're going to have my support coaches um, clearing you. You know, I'm going to be running energy healing sessions that are tailored to you. You're going to have practice sessions where you can pair up and do channeling sessions. Over the course of the course, you're going to receive so many channeling sessions, um, which is also really, really powerful. And with the coaching calls, the energy sessions, practice sessions, anytime you're stuck, anytime you need help, we're there to support you on this journey. And that's the reason why this course gets such amazing results. You know, when we start to channel, not only can we use it as a practitioner, but we can start to ask questions like, what do I need to heal right now? What were my past lives? Who are my guides? What step do I need to take in my business? You know, most of my business is channeled. The quantum activation, that was completely channeled. I was told to run it, how to run it, when to run it, how to price it. You can listen to my previous podcast episodes for examples of how I do this, you know. So you just have so many questions that you can ask and receive guidance on. And it's life-changing. Like, Channeling Spirit Academy, you're not just going to get a tool that you can use in your spiritual work. It's a way of living. And it's called being spirit-led, right? Where you're so guided and you're receiving information, your life begins to flow and opportunities show up because you're actually so aligned with what's right for you. 
So it's a three month powerful intensive programs with over 13 modules, over 13 activations, group energy clearing sessions, practice session, coaching calls, manual, um, group support, certification. The doors are open at the moment, so you can go ahead um, and check it out. There'll be a link down inside of the podcast information if you click there and you can check it out. Otherwise, you can go to athenabailey.com and go to Channeling Spirit Academy. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode today, and I'll see you on the next one. Blessings. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Light Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Athena Bailey. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you subscribed and left a review. Each month, I randomly pick someone who's left a review to win a one-on-one session with me. So if you'd like to win that, leave a review. Sending you so much love and I'll see you on the next episode of Light Leaders.